Hello and welcome to another episode of the Board Game Shenanigans Podcast, where we review the games we've been playing and discuss board game related topics. My name is Bob. And I'm Natasha. All right, Natasha, this week we are going to be diving into Comic Hunters, Endeavor the Age of Sales, and then in the discussion topic, we're actually going to play a little game called Name That Game? Name the Game? Something yeah. like that? Let's Let's go with that. <laughs> Working title. Uh, this is actually a suggestion we had from one of the people we met at the Dice Tower Cruise. They suggested kind of like a 20 questions deal, guess what the game is. So I have a couple games, Natasha has a couple games, and we're going to kind of just uh, kind of just play it and see how it goes. Yeah, this was actually suggested by Paul, who also taught us comic hunters. So this is a Paul episode. Paul, this episode dedicated to you. Should we dedicate episodes to people? We're doing it. This one, Paul, this is for you, buddy. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, Bob, oh, Jesus, you're excited. Oh my God, I, gotta you talk about this. I have changed my mind. I know you don't. You said I said I didn't like inserts, and that is that is true. I don't like inserts that come in a lot of board games. Okay. But I have a friend who 3D prints his own inserts for the game, and they're so cool. He, um, he did one for Arc Nova, and this has all the pieces all sorted out in in these little trays with all of the different um. Uh, buildings in there and so you can take the whole trays out and just plop it out onto the board and that's what makes a good insert so the insert needs to be able to be pulled out of the box and then now all of a sudden you're ready to play the game you know you're not sorting out things finding pieces um, you're not pulling pieces out of the insert to set it up on the board game you're like pulling it out playing the game and some of those 3d ones are super super cool yeah anything that can expedite the setup process is a good insert Yes, and that and I think that's the difference, right? If it's if you're now having to put the things into the insert, that's a pain in the butt. But when you're just getting ready to go, it's all right there. I especially like like he does little little things that make it even better, like um like putting a raised bottom in the bottom of it, so then when you press the tile down, like you can press the tile down, and the other side comes up. You know, it's not completely flat in the bottom. Yeah, like the yep. center's raised, so then when you press it down, it's easy to grab the tile. Because like you gotta, you gotta make them um, big enough to where you can get your fingers in there and grab the pieces out. I like them when they have the the outsides kind of go out, so you can easily get your chubby fingers in the thing and grab the piece. You know. And he designs these himself, correct? Yeah, he puts them out there. On, he gets a lot from Thingiverse, and then designs his own and adds them to Thingiverse. They're all out there, so it's I think it's cool. I ended up getting a 3D printer that I haven't quite started printing on yet. I have it kind of set up, but I still need to figure it out. But that is like probably the number one thing I'm going to use it for is 3D printing inserts and probably dungeon tiles for D&D would be yeah. my, probably my two big things. Yeah. Um, and you they're lightweight too. like the, what you 3D print. It, it ends up being really light. And he's even got like a thing like uh, we played Architects and he pulled out the thing with the cards and each of the sections, like the cards are kind of in these little slotted things that they're slotted, but they angle down. So it all fits in the box. So they're, you know, they're slotted in the right slots there and then they're labeled on the side. It's really nice. I'll post a picture of the um, the Arc Nova one. That one was the coolest one. Yeah. Arc Nova needs a good insert. That's for sure. Yeah. He printed, he also printed the little pavilions to replace the the cardboard obviously, tokens and, obviously yeah there's a lot of cool things in there too but yeah just having those tiles all nice and sorted and 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 piles is really nice so as it turns out natasha can actually like inserts they just have to be the right kind <laughs> they, have, they have to function well and, and don't require more work than they're worth how about we get into some games all right 
So this week, I wanted to talk about Comic Hunters, which is a set collection game designed by Robert Colehill, uh, art by Diego Sa, and published by Bicineros Jogos. Man, I butchered that. My bad. Sorry, guys. Anywho. In this game, players are comic book collectors cultivating their Marvel Heroes comic collection. They will be spending 12 rounds buying, trading, and assembling their comic book collections. At the start of the game, players will be determining which Marvel heroes are trending, which will give players points based on how many character icons they assemble into their collections. And they will also determine which comic highlights are going to be scored. These points are determined based on who is in the lead on each of the highlight tracks. During each round of the game, players will be going to different locations to acquire comic books. Each location has a specific set of rules on how you get these comics. The first is the store. Players will be acquiring cards via a draft. Each player will get a set of four cards, choose one, pass the others, until all players have gained four cards. At this point, I'm going to note that having cards in your hand does not make them part of your collection. Every fourth round, players will be assembling their collections, which I'll talk about here in a little bit. The second location players are going to go to is the flea market. So there will be a number of rows started per the number of players. Each row will begin with a single card, and on a player's turn, you draw a card from the flea market and place it in one of the four rows, unless a row already has four cards. Or you can take one of the available rows. This location is going to be very much kind of push your luck. You're going to be putting cards into spots that hopefully you can acquire later. The third location is the auction website. In this location, there will be a number of rows equal to the number of players again. However, not each row will have the same number of cards. For example, in a four-player game, the first row will have five, then four, then a four, and then three. The first player then chooses which row the players will be bidding on from with their secret stash points. Each player is going to start the game with 15 of these points. Everyone keeps bidding until someone finally wins, and the winning player takes a set of cards into their hand and is out for the rest of the bidding. The fourth and final location is the convention. Uh, this will take this, a stack of convention cards and make a 5x5 five five grid, which is going to leave a spot open in the center. On a player's turn, they are able to move one card around in the grid. This movement cannot be diagonal and cannot jump over cards. And once the movement is made, the active player then can take all the cards in either the row or column, which has the same hero symbol. So I could say I'm taking all the Captain America cards and take all the cards with that symbol on them. This ends when all players have gotten cards twice. Every fourth round, players will be assembling their collections. To do this, players will be playing cards from their hand into their tableau. To start a collection, you need to have at least two comics with the same character symbol. The other interesting thing about this game that I haven't touched on yet is that each card is going to have a value, one, two, or three. In order to play a card into your collection, you're going to have to pay for it with your other cards. So you can place a value 3 comic, which will give you multiple symbols typically, but you'll have to discard 3 level 1 cards to do so. When the game ends, players will score points based on the size of each collection relative to the trending heroes, the variety of different collections they have, the position they are in the various highlight tracks, and how much they have left over in their secret stash. And the player with the most points wins. I think what makes this game awesome, first off, is the artwork. It has yeah. that. The, the artwork is those classic comic covers like it is exactly those covers on the uh, for those comic books it's like they took them and basically put them on the cards which is amazing yeah without the the um the artwork i think it'd be a very or sorry without the theme i think it would be a very like very basic game right you just got drafting set collection kind of the end of the deal but the, the theme is what makes it really interesting 
I agree. I, I remember looking at the cards and I'd be like, I remember having that comic as a kid. So oh, really? that that was very, very immersive, at least for me. And I the other thing that I really like about this game is how each location has its own set of mechanics. Mm-hmm. It's they're they're different and they give you different feels and it just provides like some nice tension with some interesting decisions. Yeah, it's all drafting. It's just different types of drafting. And and it, it's just well, it's not all drafting because you're you're bidding on the one. So there's an auction. There's a that's push true. your luck. You know, there's one that's you like you're kind of well, you're kind of drafting that around. push your luck one, and you're drafting the cards with the pushing pushing around. Yeah, you're collecting them, but yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, there's really the one that you're the initial location of the store is is legit drafting. Yeah, it's straight up drafting. Yeah. Yeah, it, but there's just variations on the different forms of getting the cards, and then you're trying to get the cards that are you know hot right now or whatever ones that are um the the you know have been chosen for that game. Trending. So it yeah, trending. That's the one. So the trending one. So you can focus on that, or you can just go for the cheap, the ones nobody else wants, and just try to get some decent sets built up. You know, and then you want to get a lot of cards, so you have more to play. But sometimes you want to just if you can get an option of a lot of cards you don't actually want, but it's a lot of cards, it's a really good option because you can use those to pay for the heroes that you or the cards you do want to play. So it's just, it's really interesting. It's got a lot of really good choices, but it, but it's still really uh, fairly light and simple. It is pretty simple for the most part. There's not super the mechanics aren't super complicated, but it does a nice thing where with the set collection aspect, it does this thing where if you collect a lot of one thing, you're going to get a lot of points. But if you collect a lot of different things, you're also going to get a lot of points. But within that, if you're ahead on these different uh, highlight tracks, you can score a lot of points with that too. Maybe you don't do a lot of auction. You can still score a decent amount of points there. So it's it's really trying to strategically acquire the things you want while still trying to maximize the amount of points. And I love the fact that the cards have multiple uses. You know, you're paying for the cards you play in your tableau with the cards that are in your hand. I enjoy that aspect because it really makes you think about, well, what cards do I want to display? Obviously, you want the three cards because they have the most characters on it. They're the most versatile. They're going to have the most highlights, but they're also going to be the most expensive. So if you want to build out, you want to maybe do a lot of the smaller ones, but you're going to you want to try to move up the different tracks in order to generate those points. Yeah, I think it's just a lot of fun. It's a just a light, fun set collection game with with just breezy, quick. Um, it's gonna play different every time because you you know you're going for different um, trending superheroes each time. It's got some really fun artwork, got some fun theme to it. It's a nice little small box card game. The only issue is it's only available in Portugal, I believe. Yeah, and I don't necessarily, I wouldn't recommend spending $100 to get your hands on a copy. I think it'll come to the United States, and then you can buy that version of it. The problem is, is is it going to come to the United States with a different theme? Because part of the charm, at least for me, is that theme with those comics. You know, like that is, that for me, I, I really enjoy the artwork in this game. I really, and again, it's that, it's the comic book artwork. They take, they took those classic covers and put them on cards, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, if they had it, if they had a different theme, it'd be okay as long as they had good artwork and was something interesting. Okay, so what are you gonna rate the game? I rated it a nine. I really liked it. Yeah, I'm actually coming in at a nine as well. I I enjoyed this game quite a bit, a lot more so than I originally thought I was going to, mm-hmm. uh, just based on it. 
yeah, if you like set collection, if you are into, if you were growing up with comics, if you're into comics and you like board games, honestly, this game is going to be one of those games when it comes to the States, you should probably check out. I think it's really, really good. I, I um, typically don't like a lot of um, Marvel or superhero style games because there are a lot of fighty and um, action-y style games. And this one is not at all. Like there's no fighting. It's just, you know, set collection. So I think you need to go in knowing that a lot of people like those games because they're, you know, maybe take that and you're fighting against each other. That's not at all the style game. Yeah, it's it's a different type of it's a different take on a Marvel game. Yeah, so for me, it was refreshing. You know, if you're going to expecting it to be like the other ones, you might be disappointed. There is a lot of set collection. So if you're not a big fan of set collection, this probably isn't the game for you. This is a superhero Euro. Superhero Euro game. I don't don't, don't know if that works. Superhero Euro game? Yeah, Hmm. it's very Euro. There's no action or opponent, anything. I mean, besides like hate drafting and taking things they want. Yeah, but that's going to be like any sort of game that has that kind of mechanic in it, right? You're you're trying to deny that person all those points. And All right, well, that is Comic Hunters. All right, next up I want to talk about Endeavor, Age of Sail. This is designed by Carl DeVisser and Jarrett Gray. The art is by Josh Kappel and Noah Adelman. It's published by Burnt Isle Games and Grand Gamers Guild. So this is an exploration, worker placement, area control with some open drafting, where you're essentially trying to move up tracks. Players are all trying to compete for glory points. The majority are going to come from the four tracks on the board. You'll also get a lot of points from occupying regions on the board. Uh, Some cards are worth a few more glory points as well. So this is a colonization game. It's played over seven rounds. Each round has five phases. So in the first phase is the construction phase. You're going to build a building. And it doesn't cost anything. You can build any of the buildings as long as it meets your build level. So I think everyone starts off at two so they can build a level two building. Each of the buildings give them maybe a, another worker placement spot or um, lets you go up some of the tracks. You've got a few different abilities they do. The growth is going to be based on you're going to take as many discs as you are up on the harbor track. So the further along you get on the harbor track, the more workers you're going to get. Then there's the salary phase. And that's where you're going to take workers um, off the worker placement spots based on how far you are up the wealth track. So um, if you can take two workers off, then you have you have like three workers on your buildings. You can take two of them off to be able to uh, replay those buildings the next round or this round. Then then there's the action phase, which is basically the game. Right. And there's a few different actions you can do so you can occupy um, a city on the board. So you place a disc out on the unoccupied city. Um, everyone starts off the board in Europe, having access to Europe. Um, and then the other thing you can do is ship, and that allows you to go to other regions of the board. And every time you ship, you can um, place your ships along the shipping track. And as soon as the shipping track gets full with everyone's discs, then it's open now for anybody who has shipped over there can now explore those regions and so they can occupy those regions in the board. Uh, you can also attack other people and take over their regions. You can draw asset cards, which lets you move up tracks uh, as long as you have influence in that area. Then at the end, you'll discard any cards you've acquired down to your uh, limit based on the, the influence tracks. So you can have so many cards in your tableau there. So what I really like about this game is how it escalates from the beginning. You start off with just a few workers, just like one or two action spots. You don't really do much. You barely get out of Europe. And then all of a sudden at the end of the game, now all of a sudden the game is filled up. Like everyone's just accomplished this. You moved all your tracks way up high. It just, it feels very big. 
like you've accomplished a lot and the game only takes like 60 to 90 minutes. So it's kind of this big, heavy colonization game that moves really quickly. It's just like quick, snappy turns. Uh, it escalates really quickly. You end up feeling like you've done a lot, but it didn't take a lot of time. I like all that about it. How do you like the theme? Okay. Like it, as soon as you started mentioning colonization, so to keep, I'm going to like, to keep in mind, I didn't, I haven't had a chance to play this game in a few years. Um, last time I played it was pre-pandemic, so I'm familiar with the game, but mm-hmm. I don't. You don't I, remember it that much? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I remember there's a few things that I remember that it might bring up, but for the most part, and that was, my, I think, one of my hesitations with a game like this for you is it's a colonization themed game. And I know you do not like those. I do not like those. And I didn't realize it when I played it until I started playing it. But I didn't think I'd like the game because I didn't think I'd like that style of game. You know, it just looked really big. So I was pleasantly surprised at how light it was. However, it is a colonization themed game. And they have made it intentionally to be historically accurate. You cannot have a colonization game that is historically accurate without slavery. So there are slavery cards in the game. Okay, so I get it. It's it's historical. However, my problem with it is I don't have a problem with slavery in games. I have a problem with slavery, obviously. I don't have a yep. problem de- depicting slavery in games as long as you're, it, you're showing the accuracy of slavery, right? Like you should walk away from playing a game with slavery in it knowing how much damage slavery has caused, right? Not sure. knowing the economic benefits of, of owning slaves. Like, that's not the, the, the story that should be told here with this game. And in this game, you have slavery cards. It's very abstracted. It takes a very, very heavy topic, and it diminishes it down to a card. And you can choose not to ever take a slave card. Uh, it gives you bonuses, bigger buildings, more people, so, but then at the end, if the emancipation card gets played, then all of the slavery slaves are freed and you lose victory points. So the decision about whether or not to get a slave and play with slaves in your card is an economic decision and not a moral ethical decision. And that's my problem with the game. I don't mind that it's historically accurate because you're right. You cannot have a colonization game without slavery. But first of all, why are you having a colonization game? Like, why is this topic a fun topic to play with? You know what I mean? Like, it's it. Colonization was was um very damaging, and nothing about this game teaches you how damaging colonization was to the people that lived there, to the you know to the, to the whatever. I won't go into that. I don't mind games with dark themes as long as you are are demonstrating the damages that the that this thing has done. And I don't think that this game gives it any respect. I think it uses it and doesn't try to hide it. So that's fine. But I don't think it's teaching you a lesson. Although I, I there was a, there was a nice little bit about slavery in the, in, in the rule book. I, had, I didn't read it. So maybe they, tr- they tried to be respectful in that sense. But I just, I think it, it's just diminishes it down too much. And you, like when I play Freedom Underground Railroad, that's a game about slavery. You walk away understanding how horrific slavery was. That's the point of playing the game. You know, it's going to make you think and pause and, and teach you about damage that was done. 
And there was a lot that you can teach about about colonization, and none of that comes across. It's like, ooh, economics. Ooh, this game, this decision if we're going to have slaves or not is an economic decision. There's some benefits, but people aren't going to like you, so you'll lose victory points. Like that's terrible. So that that whole theme just completely ruins the game for me. I do not recommend it based on the theme. However, I did just see it come up, which is why I kind of thought about talking about it. There is a new one that's coming out. It's called Endeavor. Um, uh, deep sea it's called endeavor deep sea and it's about exploring the deep sea and there's some ties back to like the environment and conservation projects preserving the fragile balance of marine life i think that might be a really really good game it's probably similar mechanics i would i liked it like because i like the mechanics of the game and you know with a different theme i think it could be really good so i'm excited to see that and if that comes out uh, you know i'll play that that's my feelings about um you know, that's just kind of my opinion where I feel comfortable at with 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 um, historical games with uh, disturbing themes. Yeah. Colonization themes in board games isn't I. Yeah. I feel like at this point you can find better themes. Do you how about I made me think of this, you know, and I'm not trying to like make it make a joke out of this, like because obviously you feel a certain kind of way about it. But mm-hmm. what about colonizing Mars? Do you I don't care about con- <laughs> no? Because it's not destroying a culture, a group of people. Well, what if you're destroying all the amoebas that are in the red sands of Mars? Huh? What about that? They have. I think we need to be respectful of the amoebas. <laughs> we need to preserve yeah. the ecology. That f- fair enough. I, that's why I do appreciate games like specifically Spirit Island because it is the exact opposite. Like you're trying yeah. to in- dr- drive the invaders away. And we've talked about it on this podcast before, but those are the kinds of themes I like. I don't rem- honestly, when I remember playing it, I don't remember that being that theme being that strong. In yeah, the game. it's very abstracted. It's it's very mechanical. The game itself is very good. I think it's only recently where it's kind of been in our culture to talk about the damages of colonization. It's not something we grew up like. We grew up hearing like we were taught about slavery, we were taught about the Holocaust, and we were taught about all kinds of tragic events, but we weren't really taught like like we were taught about Christopher Columbus, but we didn't t- we weren't taught about the horrible things that he did and the the things that like and we, a little bit with the Native Americans, we learn a lot about that, but it's really very whitewashed over with the European experience. So I think that that's why a lot of us just aren't offended by colonization because it's just not something that we grew up learning about the, the, the horrible side of it. I mean, we were, you know, a lot of us have benefited from it. So I, th- I think that it's just kind of something that we need to acknowledge and, and, and talk about, you know, and not whitewash it all. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, do you want to rate the game? No, I can't rate it. I mean, just because I liked the mechanics of the game, but I I can't recommend it based on the theme. So, and I, it doesn't deserve a low rating. It's just you're not yeah. gonna give it a one like all the people with Brass Birmingham. No, I mean, I if I could take the theme out and, and just look at the mechanics of the game, or if I didn't care about that, you know, um, I would give it like an eight. I liked it quite a bit, and I'm not gonna um, judge anybody who does like the game. And, you know, this is just my opinion. You you feel free to in, to enjoy, own the game and enjoy it and all that stuff. But I think it's worth it's just worth a discussion and talking about, you know, feel free to disagree. I don't I don't have a problem if you disagree with me. You can you can ha- you can have this game and you can enjoy it. And I'm not judging you. Just letting you know that. 
Yeah, you're judging a little bit. I will. I'm judging the <laughs> game. Like, I just think that we know better now. You know, we need to stop. We need to stop that. We need to stop. It's interesting because when I remember playing this game, I thought it was a route building game and you were trading. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm obviously I'm not correct in that. But hmm. it had some really cool mechanics. You're right. There's some routes. So I didn't touch on that at all. I had some really cool mechanics where if you occupied two adjacent cities or a, a city and a ship line that were, you know, it, and there was a there'd be like a good in between, you get to capture that good. So every time you occupy an area that nobody's been to, you get that that item in there, which, you know, moves you up these tracks. And when you do adjacent ones, you also get the item or it could be a victory point at the end of the game. So it had some really neat mechanics in there. I remember liking the fact that you could get you got buildings free on your turn. It's not like you had to pay cost to get it. It was just this free thing that you got. Yeah. Which I I always like when games just kind of like give you things to help the escalation with with stuff. But yeah, it's not an economic game at all. It's it's really just uh, you've got, you know, worker placement with these discs and the, the game functions really well. I'm excited about the a new theme of it. I think it could that Endeavor Deep Sea could be really good. What if you're harvesting coral? That I would be upset about. Let's not do that. <laughs> well, it says that they're they're developing sustainable projects and preserving the fragile balance of the marine life. So I think this will be for all of us that were offended by the age of sail could then um you know take our bleeding hearts over to the deep sea <laughs> and save the world. So, yeah, yeah the one, <laughs> one piece of coral at the time. Yeah, that's uh Endeavor Age of Sail. It's a game you can uh, if you're interested in. It's a it's a game. Wow, I did I did not expect your review to go in that particular way, because again, I I honestly just remembered it as a route building game. But yeah, you definitely do not like colonization games. That's for sure. It's we have we have options, you know, and we can um, we can be picky, right? This uh, agreed. Um, well, on that high positive note, I think we're going to take <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to play. Name the game, right? Name the game. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. This is, I'm going to kill it. I'm going to destroy you, Bob. Okay. Sure. I don't know. I think I'll be okay at it. I haven't played like the 20 questions kind of game in a while, but I think I'll be all right. We should keep track of who does it better. If who has, uh, who, who answers it in fewer, fewer questions. Oh, it'll be you. I'm terrible at this coming up with things. You'll see. You'll, you'll be fine. You'll win. I'm excited to beat you at something. So we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. We are now going to be playing a little game called Name That Game. It's a working title. It's uh... <laughs> I like Name the Game. It rhymes. You can't go wrong with it. Rhyme. Name a that rhyme game. Yeah, uh, this, this yeah. was an idea we had. Somebody had given us. <laughs> yes. Our so. Friend. Uh, a friend of the show, Paul, uh, from the Dice Tower Cruise, suggested this to Natasha, and we're going to give it a go. Is it going to be good? I don't know. Is it going to be hot garbage? I, I don't know. But basically, 20 questions. Natasha's going to have a game. I'm going to have a game. Uh, maybe a couple games, depending on how it goes. And we're just going to see if the other person can guess it. How did you come up with the games you're going to do? Okay. Uh, so there's a, a button on Board Game Geek app and the phone. And you can just hit it. It's called random game. And you hit random game. That's how I complete. It's completely random. But I did it like five or six times until I got a game that I've heard of. So it's not a game that I've never whoa, whoa, heard whoa. of. Is it a game? Wait. Hold on. 
Is it a game I've heard of? Yeah. Because I'm the one who's supposed to be guessing here. I know you pretty well. I feel like you and I, like, if I've heard of it, you've heard of it. I think you know more games than I do. Am I going to be able to guess it, though? Yes. Are it's, you it's, sure? It is, it is a game that that um, is within the hobby. I will say that. It's not awesome. like a, it's not outside the hobby. Okay. And then I just decided to pick games because I'm nice and you're mean. So we're going <laughs> to... I don't think so. That's I mean, the first gonna... thing that came up was like an I I spy it I spy game, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I would pick that one. So I did I did pick a game I thought you could guess. Okay, I guess that's good. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess the way we're gonna do this is if if uh, so people understand what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. Um, Natasha and I both record remotely, so I'm going to take my headphones off, and she's going to tell you the game that I need to guess. And then I, we're just going to get into it. I'm going to start asking questions. Probably going to look like a complete idiot because I'm not going to be able to get it. But that's how this game works, right? Yep. So, all right, hold on. I'm going to take my headphones off. You have your game, right? You're yep, good? Yep. All right, hold on. Here we go. All right, my headphones are off. I can't hear what she's going to say. Go ahead. And, did you say the game? No, I'll do it now. All right, say the game. Rolling Realms. This is a Stegmeyer game. Uh, it's a roll and write. It's based on a lot of other games. Okay, you can put your headphones back on. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so you you did a game? Yep, and I gave a little description too. Okay. So if they were, were All right, here that. we go. All right. Whew. All right, let's see. Let's uh have I played it? I think so. Okay. Uh is it Man, I don't even know what to ask here. Is it worker placement? No. Does it have dice? Yes. Okay, dice. Um okay, dice. Dice no worker placement dice game. You think I've played it? Do you use the dice as workers? No, then it'd be a worker placement game. I'll stop it. You know, you you might be Doesn't tricky. Count. Okay, I'm gonna write, start writing your questions down so I can keep track of it. How many questions it's gonna take? But I'm not gonna count that because that was a bad question. All right, fair enough. Okay. So you asked the di- worker placement and if it has dice. So that's two. Yeah. So. And have I played it? Yeah. All right. So that's three. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're gonna, keep, you're gonna keep tabs on this. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Man, I hope this. I hope this turns out well. Okay. Uh, think I've played it. You think I've played it, so you don't know if I have or not. Mm-hmm. So it's not a game you and I have played together. Mm-hmm. If we would have, if it was a game, I would have played it outside of you. Is it a? Is it a game? Well, you know what? I take that back. I don't think you've played it, but I know you've heard of it. Oh, well, that changes things slightly. I I've heard of it, but I haven't played it. Is it a deduction game? Is wow, it, what deduction uh, game has dice? Yeah, it's, is it a roll and write? It's a roll and write, isn't it? It's yes, a roll and write, isn't right. it? God dang it. Uh, That's two more questions. Okay. Uh, roll and write game. Maybe I've played. Maybe I haven't played. Is it? Is it by a publisher I like? Yes. Ooh. Is it published by... I'm trying to think who, what publishers have published roll and writes that I may have actually played. It could be... I'm thinking for some reason I keep thinking Capstone, but is it a Capstone game? Yes. It is by Capstone. No, 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 wait, hold on, hold on. You don't know who made the game? I think I'm getting confused. Natasha, how are you going to come up with a game I'm supposed to guess and not even know anything about the game? Because I think I'm getting it confused with another one. Oh my goodness. No, not a Capstone game. Okay, not a Capstone game, but it is by a publisher I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roll. So it's a roll and write that by a publisher I like. Is it, ooh, 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 ooh. Is it a Stonemeyer game? Yes! <laughs> it's got to be, uh, 
what is the name of that game? Um, oh, it's uh, Realm something. It's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's a what? Dang it! What is it? Um, something realms. Yeah. Dice realms? No, not dice realms. Rolling? Rolling realms? Yes, you got it. Yeah. Dun 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 dun. I did it. You did it. It was only seven questions. Eight questions. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty good, Bob. I'm I'm excited about I'm excited about how I was able to come up with that. I don't. Man, I don't know. That was uh that was definitely interesting for say the very least. Okay. Um my turn, right? So okay. all right, take your headphones off. All right, we're gonna go her favorite game. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and do scythe. All right, come on. Okay, I'm back. All right. Could you hear me? No. Nope. You didn't hear me did. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, go for it. All right, I'm gonna keep tabs at where hold on, I need a pen. I keep Is tabs it a worker of... placement game? Uh, yes. Does it use dice? No. Is it on um newer like five years within five years coming out like has it been was it published within the last five years was it uh that's a good question that i let me look up the publishing date i was prepared for many things not the publishing date in the last five no it is older than five years is it farming game no not really do you have to feed your people no is it historical themed it's it is an alternate universe themed i can stop keeping track of your questions <laughs> i have no idea how many you're at <laughs> whoops i know it's a worker placement game it is a worker no, there's placement no game. dice there's no I know dice. It's, not, it's older than five years it is you don't have to feed your workers and it's not farming not not fi- farming per se no and it's not historical yep is it an um one of your favorite publishers like the yes. italian design group or... it is not the italian design group so okay. that's I'm counting that as two questions though. But it's one of your favorites. So is it an Alexander Fister game? It is not an, a Fister game. But I do like the designer quite a bit actually. Vladimir Suchi? Nope, it is not a Suchi game. You're really bad at this. I'm really bad at this. I don't know how to. Do... Oh, is it a family weight game? No. Is it a heavy game? It is heavier. Yes. Is there um, engine building in it? Is uh, not. Exactly. Things become easier throughout the course of the game. Is it a nature theme? No. I'm just stuck. I'm just done. okay. So it's a worker placement game. There's no yep. dice. Correct. It's not super heavy, but it's it's not a family style game. It is not a family. the The version I speak of is not a family way game. There's multiple versions of it. I just gave you a huge hint without a question. You're welcome. Um. <laughs> this is fun being on this side. <laughs> She's really bad at this. Um, uh, I just need to filter this board game geek list. You have a list of uh, board game geek you're looking at. Oh my goodness! But there's, it's too big. It's not helpful. It's not a Fitster game. It's not a Suchi game. Is it one of my favorite games? Is it in my top 100? Yes, indeed it is. Is it a um a West Kingdom game? It is not. Uh, feeding your people. Okay, so you're not feeding your people. You know, it's not it's not a nature theme. You said it's not a nature theme. Nope. It's not farming per se. Nope. Is it a science theme? No. It is not science themed. Is it in your top one hundred? Yep, for sure. This went downhill real quick. I don't know what else to ask. I'm stuck. All oh right. my god. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna come up with something here. There's a lot of questions you haven't asked. All right, all right, all right. I just gotta think better. Um, all right. Um you don't have to feed your people, so uh, let's see if we can nail down the theme here. 
It's not sciency. It's not farming. Is it? Um, oh, this is so throwing me off. Oh, um, is it a uh, bag builder? No, it is not a bag builder. Mm-hmm. I think of a worker placement game that doesn't have dice. Is it a Stonemaier game? It is. Is it Scythe? It is. Oh my god! How did you not? How did you mess that up so bad? I didn't think of that one as a worker placement game. That's not a worker placement game. That's yeah, not. You fair. have workers. You have workers. You're placing them out on the board. What? That does not count. Oh my goodness! I. Mm. It is not a worker placement game. Mm. You are sending out your workers and you're moving them around. Kind of, but you're not using them to do an action. Well, you're using them to gather resources, so you're kind of farming, but not really. Next to farmland in there. Oh, my gosh. There is. Ah! Got him, coach. (laughs) (laughs) All right. No wonder I struggled. It's not me. It's you. It is not not me. It is all you. That was all you. Let's do it. All right. All right. One more. Let's do one more. Do you have another one? I'll get one. Yeah, do your thing. But it needs to be a game I know. Got it. All right, I got one. It's a game you've heard of. It is a game I... You sure? 100%. All right, hold on. Go ahead. Monopoly. Okay, thumbs up. All right, you told him? Yep. Okay. Is it a worker placement game? No. It Does it have dice? Yes. Is it by my favorite designers? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not by my favorite designers. Um, Is it by a publisher, publisher I like? No. I don't like the publisher. No. Nobody does. Is it a Hasbro game? Yes. Is it Monopoly? Yes. Damn it. It was a You're... Monopoly variant that came up, and I so I counted it as Monopoly to not make it too difficult. <laughs> See, that's how it's done, Natasha. That's how it's done. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, all right. You want to try one more? You want to try yeah, one? I guess. Okay. All right. Hold on. I gotta. I gotta think of one that like I can definitively say answer your question. Since you think it, you think it was my fault that you messed that up, but it is not. No, don't pick a game that's based on that. You know, just be better at answering questions. All right. Sh- stop it. I did just fine. Um. Got it. Okay. I got it. Take your headphones off. The game is Ark Nova. Okay. Ready. Let's yeah. do this. Okay. Is it a card game? Uh, It has cards in it, yes. Is it a Tableau engine builder? Yes. Um, does it have cubes? Um, Yeah. Is it a drafting game? No. Is it a science uh, fiction theme? Science fiction theme? No, yeah, it's not okay. science fiction. Okay. It's not Terraforming Mars. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay, yeah. so it's got cards. Yes. It's got cubes. Yes. It is a Tableau builder. Engine builder, but no drafting. No. Um, is it by one of your favorite designers? Uh, no. Is it one of my favorite games? Yes. Um, is there worker place? Is there workers involved with it? No. Are there other components besides cards and dice? Uh, cards and cubes. Like, what do you mean? Like other dice or or figures, miniatures, um. Uh, there are no dice. There are no miniatures. Is there a, a main central board? Yes. Uh, is the theme historical? N- historical, no. It is not historical. Is it a polyamino game? Nope. Is there money? Yes. 
You said it's not historical themed. It is not. It is not a historical themed game, though. No. So it's not historical and it's not science fiction. Correct. So, so is it like set in, in now times? In the now times? Yeah. In the in the in the before times? No. Yeah, it is set in current day. Is it nature themed? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, ish, kinda. Are there little woodland creatures? Uh, there can be woodland creatures. They're not little though. Some of them are. Not all. This is why I struggle. Man, you're just really, you're not good at this at no. all. Like, this is like, per, man, anyone who's listening, I'm sorry now. This was, and this, Natasha was really like, really wanted to play this. And you can see how poorly it's going. Oh, is it, is it a heavy game? Yes. Man, you, you asked that question with such gumption that I'm like, she's on the right track. And then it completely stalled out. Is it, is it um, published in the last 10 years? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's a newer game? Yep. Set in the now times? Set in the now times. Cards, cubes, no dice. What else do I know? It's set in the now times. It's kind of nature There are giant woodland creatures. There are creatures involved, yes. There are creatures, but there's yep. no miniatures. There are no miniatures. Oh, to, so, okay, I will say it's not technically a polyomino game. There are polyominoes in it. So let me correct that. I should completely give it away. Yes, it should. <laughs> and I love it, but it's not yes. one of your favorite designers. You love this game, yes. Do you like this game? Yeah, I like it. Not as much as you, but yeah, I like it. You love it. I like it. I'm about to start just giving you dropping hints so we can wrap <laughs> so we can it's wrap heavy. This. It is heavy. Yep. No dice. Nope. There's a central board, you said. Is it in the West Kingdom series? No, it is not in the West. What, what West Kingdom series game has polyominoes in it? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And it has polyominoes. Okay. But it's not technically a polyomino game. What? Okay. So what? So it's not polyomino. So it's not like Isle of Cats and uh, Planet Unknown. But it's Correct. not polyominoes? That like it had cardboard it, pieces. Yes, that you put onto you put onto your own board. I don't like Feast for Odin. It's not that. It is not Feast for Odin. I was just talking to myself. Oh sure, sure. That's I. I mean, you've asked so many questions at this point that like, I'm done. <laughs> Listeners, <laughs> email us. How many questions has she gotten? So, so there's cardboard chits <clears throat> that are shaped like different shapes. Yeah. And you put them on your own board. Yeah. But it's not a polyomino game. No. Because not the heart and soul of the game is not those pieces. That's not the heart and soul. <laughs> I hate myself. You are gonna be there's people screaming right now into their thing that you can't figure this out. And maybe I messed it up, but with the polyomino thing, but technically I don't consider this a polyomino game. There are those pieces in it, but there's way more to it than that. Is and you said there's no drafting. Uh no, you don't you technically do not draft. Why is this so confusing for me? I have no idea. This is okay. I just I'm gonna take a second while you're thinking, and I'm gonna tell the audience. The way Natasha feels right now is how I feel when I play deduction games. You're getting a firsthand experience of what it's like in my brain when we're playing deduction games. I just can't think of any game that has polyominoes that's not a polyomino game. Uh I mean you can keep asking questions. There's still plenty of questions to ask. <sighs> we don't know the publisher. We don't know 
theme. Okay. Um, we don't know. We know it's in the present time. It is in the um, present time. Okay, what can I ask? There's just so many publishers. I just don't even know how to narrow that down. Yep, sure. Is it done by my favorite artist? And I say that, okay, is it done by Hans Clemens Franz? Clemen, it is not a Clemens Franz game, no. Okay. Is it really new, like the last like two years? Yes, super new. Is it on my top 100? Oh, yeah. Okay, Um, the polyominoes. Let's go back to that. Yeah. Are they yeah. sh- different shapes like in a traditional polyamino game? Uh they are gonna there's gonna be a variety of them and they are different shaped. Yes. But they're not like all completely different shapes. There's like five or six shapes. You can get multiples of the same shape. Man, I'm just like spoon feeding you this game at this point. I'm just trying I'm gonna give you as much information as I can whenever you ask me a question. <laughs> That's the problem, is you gotta ask. All right. Um, let me ask. Um, are you, is the game played over rounds? I don't know why I'm asking this. I'm just asking uh, questions. Is it played over rounds? Um, or do you just kind of go, keep doing turns? Uh, you will be taking turns. There are there are some like breaks in the game that will reset some things. But yes, you're going to be playing until a game and trigger is triggered. I mean, come on. I mean. I mean, at this point, like, come on. Oh, my God. Castles of Mad King Ludwig. No. no. That's a polyamino game. That's <laughs> not, no. no. You're going to be taking oh. breaks, Natasha. Is it Arc Nova? It is. Yes. God. <laughs> you said, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Explain to me how it's my fault, please. I would love to hear this now. <laughs> Okay, it's got cards. It's got it cubes. Have, it does have cubes. It does have money. You said it has money. It does have money. It's present day. Yep. Okay, the polyomino thing is a stretch. It's got it's got it, It's not um, a polyomino game though. Like you're just It's not putting... polyominoes at all. Those are not polyomino. Polyominoes are like dominoes, not hexes. It's a hex game. What oh my god, that is not the reason why you didn't get it. Oh my god. Don't know. No, yeah, okay. no, you don't okay, get to blame you that. Let us know. Am I really bad at this, or is Bob really bad clue giver? No, I am. No, I'm not that bad of a clue giver. No, you're just terrible at this. You just the amount of editing I'm gonna have to just like take out because of the silence. Here's the deal, guys. You didn't hear all the silence. I'm telling you this right now. I'm gonna be editing out a lot of the silence of Natasha just thinking. Yeah, we know that I'm bad at this. I need a list. I literally had a list in front of me. I have no excuse. Yeah, I was gonna say you have. You're throwing both... me off with your terrible clues. How? No, explain. Okay, let's back this train up. You, explain... you know what a polyomino is? It's like a domino. It's a square with more squares attached to it. The whole right. thing about polyominoes is that they're squares. Okay, so hexes have hexes have like square sides on it. No, Bob, no, we don't. If okay, here's the deal. If I don't go back and say a tile yeah, tech... game. You could say it's a tiling game. It's not technically a tiling game either. I'm just saying there's like me going back in there. If I didn't say, if I didn't clarify, yes, there's like some of that and you didn't get it. You'd be like, well, why didn't you say when I asked if there's polynomials, say that there was tiles that can go on there. I can hear it already. I can hear it. I already I already know that that's coming from you. So <laughs> I went back and I was like, it's not a polyomino game, but it's kind of like it. I think that if we do this again, we should... Well, we're not doing not it Not tell people what game we're guessing because then they can guess along with us. 
instead of just me looking like an idiot. No, they're, no, they're still going to be mad at you because you're not asking. Like, there's so many questions you could have asked. Now that I know. Now I know I know. But I, yeah, you don't know. I'll get better at it. We're playing it again. I'm going to get oh better my, at it. This is going to be. Oh, man. You know, I can't. I don't know if I'll be able to get any better than I already am. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's I was pretty I... good. <laughs> This is not your strong suit. No. This is not in your this is not in your current skill set. All right, let's wrap this up. All right. So anyway, uh yeah, that was name that game, I guess. Name the game. <laughs> name that name the game. <laughs> That's our show for this week. Thanks for listening to our shenanigans. Okay. Thanks for listening to Bob's shenanigans. Please join us next week. We're we're gonna talk about something else. Leave us a review well, and check I don't us out. Know. Check us out on Instagram or Facebook. Send us your questions. Let me know who was right here uh, at boardgameshenanigans at gmail.com or, or post on, let us know on Facebook. That's fine too. Thank you, everybody. See you next week. <laughs>